Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg from Jacksonville, Florida. Today's February 26, Monday morning, 2018. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to all my supporters. Um, I know a lot of people have gone to the 3.0 anchor, um, not go to jump sheet yet. So let's begin with the topic: knowledge versus education. Now the 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 meaning of education in the Webster Dictionary says a field of study dealing with methods of teaching and learning. Let me repeat that again. A field of study dealing with methods of teaching and learning. Now here's the Webster Dictionary of Knowledge. Knowledge, understanding, gaining by actual experience. We repeat that. Knowledge is understanding and gain by actual experience. Now, that's why I prefer knowledge over education. Let me explain. Those of us who go to school from kindergarten to university, you know that there's a lot of knowledge you, you, you didn't gain throughout your studies. Now, education is a training, first and foremost. It's a training, whether you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, a physicist, a bus driver, a nurse, whatever. It's a training. Once you obtain that training, you you get, you get a certificate. That certificate give you enable you to go out there and get a job in that field, in that particular field. But that doesn't, that doesn't make you any smarter than the average Joe. You're just smarter in that particular field. And some of us might know that most of them did not die even smart, to say the least. But knowledge on the other on the flip on the flip side. Is something that you learn on a daily basis. That's why I say it's come with your experiences. Now, the more knowledge you gain, the more knowledgeable you become about your surrounding, who you are, what you're about, what your future is going to be about. Because you you have you well-rounded because you gain so much knowledge because you experience a lot of stuff and then you you retain a lot of stuff. So knowledge is endless. You cannot put a cap on knowledge because knowledge is endless. It's continuous. You you only stop learning when you when they bury you six feet, six feet under. That's when you stop learn, um, um, gaining knowledge. On the other end, education, uh, and you might testify to that. You have met somebody that's supposed to be highly educated, quote unquote, highly educated. So you, whether they have a doctorate, a PhD. And you have a conversation with them, or you have a dialogue with them, and you find out they're so stupid. You're like, wow, this person, when they got all these degrees, and they got all this quote-unquote knowledge, and they're so stupid, they didn't have no common sense. And I met a lot of people like that, and I call them educated, um, stupid uh, education. I call them dumb, dumb educated. So the person is educated, but it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Educated fool, I call them. So those people, they have no common sense. Not all of them, most of them don't. They just know that they know one field. Sometimes they might know two fields, but they just have some expertise in one field. And because of that, they think they're so above everybody else. And they have a tendency of looking down upon people that didn't go to college. Like Mark Zuckerberg, he didn't go to college. Bill Gates, he didn't go to college. Uh, what's his name? Apple, Steve Jobs, he didn't go to college. All those great people I just mentioned, they didn't go to college. Uh, Master P, he's a billionaire. He didn't go to college. So it's the knowledge that you gain throughout your life experience that makes you who you are, not the education. Now I'm not I, I'm not saying don't go to don't get don't go get a training. I'm not telling you that. It's good to get some kind of training, but you always gotta seek the knowledge. Whether you're studying your Bible, you're studying regular books. 
That's why we are being conditioned because we have no knowledge of self and no knowledge of who we are and what we are. So consequently, it kind of backfired on us as a people collectively because we don't seek the knowledge, we seek other things. And knowledge is almost spiritual because once you gain so much knowledge, you're on a different plateau on a mental level and a, on a spiritual level. That's why a lot of time when you're discussing certain things with people, it's hard for them to grasp, it's hard for them to understand because they haven't get there yet. That doesn't mean make them stupid. They haven't discovered that knowledge. So you, you have to let them be. You have to just, just you have to break away from them because they're gonna bring you down. So that's why I chose knowledge of our education. So this is an open for, uh, forum you can call and discuss why you pick knowledge of our education. Let's discuss. Take care. Welcome back to a second podcast of the day. Today is February 26th, Monday morning, 2018. Um, this podcast, we're going to discuss being a lady versus being a woman. Now, <clears throat> I know it can be a very touchy subject when you talk about being a lady and versus being a woman. Every woman were born a woman. Now, a lady you have is a mindset. Let me explain. Now we have a lot of ladies out, a lot of women out there, but they're not ladies. Now, when you're a lady, it, it manifests itself to you how you behave, how you talk, how you dress. It manifests itself. When people see you, they say, mm, "That's a lady right there." Your behavior, your mannerism is different from the average. People can differentiate between a lady and a, and a woman. Now we have a lot of women out there, but we have a few ladies out there. Very few. And those ladies are the other one that become wife. Now the ten times those ladies are the one. Let me repeat, my, repeat that. Those ladies are the one that become wife. On the flip side, those women they don't become wife because they don't know how to be a lady. Now a lady, when you're dealing with a man, you have to let the man be a man. You have to let the man speak his mind. Then you speak. You listen first, then you speak. You don't talk over the men. You know, you don't manipulate the men. You don't talk down to the men, vice versa. If you meet another woman like yourself, you don't do the, you listen to what she have to say. You don't talk over her. You don't argue with her. You listen, you can have disagreement with her, but you don't talk over her. You don't argue with her. If you disagree, you disagree and you move on. That's how a lady behave. And when, when I talk about dress code, and those of us who have children, and we've been to the movie theaters, we've been to Walmart, you've been to the department uh, stores, you see a lot of women wearing thongs. And I like thongs, don't get me wrong. I like a nice thong, especially if you have the body for it. Or G-string, I, I love those underwears. But you have to have the body for it. And also it's for your men. Nobody wanna see your panty line while you shop it. It's not appropriate for children to see your panty line or other people that that case. A lady, you will never see a lady panty line. You will not see it because she's dressed properly. She's very keen to her surroundings. She's very keen to her look, how she portrays herself in in the world. She's not going to dress short. She's not going to wear booty shorts. Her breast's not going to be hanging. You're not going to see see a whole bunch of cleavage. You ain't going to see none of that. Because those things belong to her men. She only dressed like that provocatively at the house for her men, for her partner in that case. But you will never see a lady dressing, you will never see a lady wearing booty shorts, thongs, 
especially in public where oh she walking around with no undies one now let me get get it straight some women don't they they don't like wearing underwear that that doesn't make them a hoe let's be clear on that uh date women like that they refuse to wear undies and they know how to dress proper too but they just don't like they feel comfortable wearing underwear but that doesn't make them a thought or a hoe she just that's the way they are as a person you know you have to respect people's boundaries now being a lady and versus a woman a woman can just any way she want to dress because she don't because there's a she don't care she said okay because everybody dressing like that i'm gonna dress like that because everybody wearing thong and they're showing their booties they're showing their cleavage and we we live in a sexual driven society we just when you watch the eminem commercial or beer commercial it's very there's a lot of sexual innuendos in those commercials. Like, damn, I'm, I'm already getting excited just watching those commercials. Sometimes you have to close your, your children's eyes while those commercials are being played on TV. But being a lady is, is a mindset. It's a mindset, it's a behavior, is a, a way of, is a code, it's a dress code. And you have to follow those rules for you to, to be a lady. A woman is different. You were born a woman. So that's not hard being a woman. And now the ten time, those women that behave like a lady, those are the ones that get married. Now the ten time, because that's why a lot of women say it is very single. I'm like, how come you beautiful, you educated, so called educated, um, you're not married, and then you have a dialogue with them one on one. I'm not throwing shades on them, but that's the truth. And you find out they they freaking they're not ladies. You know they they don't behave like a like a lady. And you said to yourself, hmm, that's why you're not married. Now I get it now. But call. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Today is Sunday, the 25th of February, 2018. Um, today our discussion is going to be um, spirituality versus religion, or religion versus spirituality. Now I have the dic- uh, Webster Dictionary that define what religion is. They have three definitions, but the one I chose was um, religion is a personal set or institutionalized, listen to the keyword institutionalized, system of religions, religious belief, attitude, and practices. Now, I repeat again, religion is a personal set or, uh, or institutionalized system of religious belief, attitude, and practice. Now the key word in this is institutionalized, which means we translate to conditioning. When you institutionalize somebody, you condition them to believe one way or the other, whether bad or good. Now spirituality is a relating to consistent of affecting the spirit. It has to do with your spirit, not with your religion. Now those of us who study the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, well, you have not seen any word that's a religion, maybe once or twice. Uh, God's always referring to laws and statutes because he knew that by giving you religion, it will confuse you. he give you laws and statutes to follow. Now, moving forward, the Vatican, ever since Constantine, they have bring a lot of paganism into our religion. Now, those of us um, who know the 12 tribe of Israel were Negroes. They, they were not white people. Now the so-called Jews, they, they came from Kazakhstan and um, and the Black Sea in southern Russia. If you study the the, the Khazars, you know that they came from the, the Black Sea in southern Russia. 
Now, move forward in 1948, uh, when the, the, the Belfort De Declaration was established, that's when they moved to Israel. Now, spirituality is something that you were born with. A child knows wrong from right. Every child knows wrong from right. Nobody have to teach you that. You know it from by doing certain things, you know it. Now, those of us who go to church, because I picked this today's uh, Sunday, I picked today's specifically to discuss this topic because a lot of us right now we in church so the so-called christian we go to church when you know that sunday is the first day of the week um saturday is the day we should worship which is the sabbath day which the bible referred to if you study your bible the sabbath day is the day of worship not sunday your sabbath day start in friday evening to saturday evening that's when you should take a rest now that doesn't mean if you have an emergency you can you have to take care of your emergency if you have a guest coming to your house you have to prepare your house but besides that god won't get mad with you but as long as you keep the day as day of worship not sunday sunday was given to us by constantine during the the council of nicaea the council of nicaea if you study religion you will notice that they had a council of nicaea and that's when the emperor of rome constantine uh, implement the Sunday worshiping we, we date, which, which dates back to Egypt uh, Egyptian the Egyptian used to worship the Sun God uh, if you study Egyptian uh, mythology you know that they worship the Sun and that's why God was angry with them because God said I give you the Sun as a start to replenish the earth but not to worship so they were worshiping the Sun consequently God get mad with them and God destroyed their dynasty and they had great dynasty to say the least but he was destroyed because of the worshiping of the sun now moving forward to 2018 a lot of us have been conditioned to believe one way or the other whether you're muslim whether you're hindu um, uh, judaeus uh, buddhist is the same concept because religion is a conditioning and we as a people of color have been destroyed on a mentally uh, on a spiritual level on a mental level on a physical level on a spiritual level, we, we don't know who we are, where we came from. On a mental level, we can't even think for ourselves because we've been so conditioned for many centuries. And a physical level, your, our body cannot function right because we don't have the right knowledge to take care of ourselves. And consequently, it decimates our, uh, our people throughout the world, not only in America, but throughout the world, Africa, Asia, you name it, Europe. We have destroyed our people. That's why we have to stay away from religion and we need to be more spiritual. That's all I got to say on this topic calling. Let's, let's talk. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg from Jacksonville, Florida. Today's February 26, Monday morning, 2018. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to all my supporters. Um, I know a lot of people have gone to the 3.0 anchor. Um, not go to jump sheet yet so let's begin with the topic knowledge versus education now the 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 meaning of education in the Webster dictionary says a field of study dealing with methods of teaching and learning and we repeat that again a field of study dealing with methods of teaching and learning now here's the Webster dictionary of knowledge knowledge understanding gaining by actual experience we repeat that knowledge is understanding and gain by actual experience now that's why i prefer knowledge over education let me explain 
those of us who go to school from kindergarten to university, you know that there's a lot of knowledge you, you, you didn't gain throughout your studies. Now, education is a training, first and foremost. It's a training, whether you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, a physicist, a bus driver, a nurse, whatever. It's a training. Once you obtain that training, you, you, get, you get a certificate. That certificate give you, enable you to go out there and get a job in that field, in that particular field. But that doesn't, that doesn't make you any smarter than the average Joe. You're just smarter in that particular field. And some of us might know that most of them did not die even smart, to say the least. But knowledge on the, other, on, the flip, on the flip side is something that you learn on a daily basis. That's why I say it's come with your experiences. Now, the more knowledge you gain, the more knowledgeable you become about your surrounding, who you are, what you're about, what your future is going to be about. Because you you have you well-rounded because you gain so much knowledge because you experience a lot of stuff and then you you retain a lot of stuff. So knowledge is endless. You cannot put a cap on knowledge because knowledge is endless. It's continuous. You you only stop learning when you when they bury you six feet six feet under. That's when you stop learn, um, um, gaining knowledge. On the other end, education uh, and you might testify to that. You have met somebody that's supposed to be highly educated, quote-unquote highly educated. So you, whether they have a doctorate, a PhD, and then you have a conversation with them, or you have a dialogue with them, and you find out they're so stupid. You're like, wow, this person, when they got all these degrees, and they got all this quote-unquote knowledge, and they're so stupid, they didn't have no common sense. And I met a lot of people like that, and I call them educated, um, stupid uh, education. I call them dumb, dumb educated. So the person is educated, but it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Educated fool, I call them. So those people, they have no common sense. Not all of them, most of them don't. They just know that they know one field. Sometimes they might know two fields, but they just have some expertise in one field. And because of that, they think they're so above everybody else. And they have a tendency of looking down upon people that didn't go to college. Like Mark Zuckerberg, he didn't go to college. Bill Gates, he didn't go to college. Uh, what's his name? Apple, Steve Jobs, he didn't go to college. All those great people I just mentioned, they didn't go to college. Uh, Master P, he's a billionaire, he didn't go to college. So it's the knowledge that you gain throughout your life experience that makes you who you are, not the education. Now, I'm not, I, I'm not saying don't go, to, don't, get, don't go get a training. I'm not telling you that. It's good to get some kind of training, but... You always got to seek the knowledge. Whether you're studying your Bible, you're studying regular books. That's how we are being conditioned because we have no knowledge of self, no knowledge of who we are and what we are. So consequently, it kind of backfires on us as a people, collectively, because we don't seek the knowledge, we seek other things. And knowledge is almost spiritual because once you gain so much knowledge, you're on a different plateau on a mental level and a, on a spiritual level. That's why a lot of time when you're discussing certain things with people, it's hard for them to grasp, it's hard for them to understand because they haven't get there yet. That doesn't mean make them stupid. They haven't discovered that knowledge. So you, you have to let them be. You have to just, just you have to break away from them because they're gonna bring you down. So that's why I chose knowledge of our education. So this is an open for, uh, forum you can call and discuss why you will pick knowledge of education let's discuss take care welcome back to a second podcast of the day today is uh, february 26 monday morning 
2018. Um, this podcast, we're going to discuss being a lady versus being a woman. Now, <clears throat> I know it can be a very touchy subject when you talk about being a lady and versus being a woman. Every woman were born a woman. Now, a lady you have is a mindset. Let me explain. Now, we have a lot of ladies out, a lot of women out there, but they're not ladies. Now, when you're a lady, it, it manifests itself to you how you behave, how you talk, how you dress. It manifests itself. When people see you, they say, hmm, that's a lady right there. Your behavior, your mannerism is different from the average. People can differentiate between a lady and a, and a woman. Now, we have a lot of women out there, but we have a few ladies out there, very few. And those ladies are the other one that become wife. Now, the ten times those ladies are the one. Let me repeat, my, repeat that. Those ladies are the one that become wife. On the flip side, those women they don't become wife because they don't know how to be a lady. Now, a lady, when you're dealing with a man, you have to let the man be a man. You have to let the man speak his mind. Then you speak. You listen first, then you speak. You don't talk over the men. You know, you don't manipulate the men. You don't talk down to the men, vice versa. If you meet another woman like yourself, you don't do the, you listen to what she have to say. You don't talk over her. You don't argue with her. You listen, you can have disagreement with her, but you don't talk over her. You don't argue with her. If you disagree, you disagree and you move on. That's how a lady behave. And when, when I talk about dress code, and those of us who have children and we've been to the movie theaters, we've been to Walmart, you've been to the department uh, stores, you see a lot of women wearing thongs. And I like thongs, don't get me wrong. I like a nice thong, especially if you have the body for it. Or G-string, I, I love those underwears. But you have to have the body for it. And also it's for your men. Nobody wanna see your penny line while you shop it. It's not appropriate for children to see your penny line or other people that that case. A lady, you will never see a lady penny line. You will not see it because she's dressed properly. She's very keen to her surroundings. She's very keen to her look, how she portrays herself in, in the world. She's not going to dress short. She's not going to wear booty shorts. Her breast's not going to be hanging. You're not going to see no, You're not going to see a whole bunch of cleavage. You ain't going to see none of that. Because those things belong to her men. She only dressed like that provocatively at the house for her men, for her partner in that case. But you will never see a lady dressing, you will never see a lady wearing booty shorts, thongs, especially in public where, or she walking around with no undies on. Now, let me get, get it straight. Some of women, don't, they, they don't like wearing underwear. That, that doesn't make them a hoe. Let's be clear on that. Uh, date women like that, they refuse to wear undies. And they know how to dress proper too, but they just don't like, they feel comfortable wearing underwear. But that doesn't make them a thought or a whore. It's just that's the way they are as a person. You know, you have to respect people's boundaries. Now, being a lady and versus a woman, a woman can just any way she want to dress because she don't, because there's a, she don't care. She said, okay, because everybody dressing like that, I'm gonna dress like that. Because everybody wearing thong and they're showing their booties, they're showing their cleavage. And we, we live in a sexual driven society. We just, when you watch the Eminem commercial or beer commercial, it's very, there's a lot of sexual innuendos in those commercials. Like, damn, I'm, I'm really getting excited just watching those commercials. Sometimes you have to close your, your children's eyes while those commercials are being played on TV. 
But being a lady is is a mindset. Is a mindset. Is a behavior. Is a, is a way of. Is a code. Is a dress code. And you have to follow those rules for you to to be a lady. A woman is different. You were born a woman, so that's not hard being a woman. And now the ten time, those women that behave like a lady, those are the ones that get married. Now the ten time. Because that's why a lot of women say it is very single. I'm like, how come you're beautiful, you educated, so-called educated? Um, you're not married. And then you have a dialogue with them one-on-one. I'm not going shades on them, but that's the truth. And you find out they, they're freaking, they're not ladies. You know, they, they don't behave like a, like a lady. And you say to yourself, hmm, that's why you're not married. Now I get it now. But call. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg live from Jacksonville. Today's um February 26, 2018. It's a cloudy day in Jacksonville, but we are grateful to be alive. Hope everybody having a great Monday. Um, I wish everybody well this week. Um, well, my topic is about mental illness. Uh, mental illness is a very serious subject in our society. It's a very serious issue. A lot of us, we have a tendency to overlook mental illness, whether it's that your family members, some of us we know, we have some family members who have mental issues, and we have a tendency of overlooking that, whether it's that sometimes it's at the school, sometimes it's at work. You work with those people that have those mental illness. Um, sometimes it might be their own doing, sometimes it might be spiritual. Um, sometimes it might be physical. Most likely it's spiritual. That's the way I look at it. Now, mental illness is a serious issue in our society. You know, you see the, the gun shooting last week. Uh, apparently, the, the, the media is saying that he has a mental, mental disorder. Uh, I don't know all the facts about, the, about his life and his uh, upbringing, but I know the plant also play a major role in this thing, too. But I can't blame the plant for everything, but I know the plant play a major role in his upbringing. Um, like I said, um, Sometimes we have to take those issues. I used to work as a nursing assistant in a hospital. I've dealt with people like that on many occasions. So I know I know about those people with mental illness. And some of us, we have them in our family, unfortunately. But um, that doesn't make it any less of an issue. It's still a big issue. Uh, we need to face, we need to, to hit it. We need to talk about it head on. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, I don't care who you are. Whether you're educated, non-educated, uh, mental illness is a very issue in our society, and we need to discuss it in an open, uh, open forum. Like we need to educate our, our youth about it, our adults about it. It's a very serious issue. Sometimes we take it lightly until something major happens. Whether it's in your family, whether it's in your school, at your job, or in the streets that we, you know, we travel every day. So we need to discuss mental illness. It's a very serious issue uh, in this society, especially in American society. It's very serious because a lot of people they under a lot of stress, partly to, you know, you know, the job that they do, whether they're a pol- policeman, a fireman, a doctor, a nurse. A lot of people under a lot of stress. There, some people got personal stress, work stress, and in society stress, those of us who happen to be colors, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about when I mean society stress. So we under tremendous stress on a daily basis. 
So if you're not strong-minded or you don't have a good spiritual foundation, you have a tendency of breaking up, breaking down because uh, everyone last, everyone have a breaking point. You know, they can only take so much before they break down mentally, before they shut down mentally. So you've seen people checked out before. Um, and whether it's at the workplace, in the streets, you, you have seen that before when somebody checked out mentally or they gone crazy on you. It's not something to laugh at. It's not something to make fun at. It's, it's a very serious subject. And um, I wish the school would teach those children about mental illness. They should put this as a curriculum in the school. Dealing with mental illness, how to identify it when you're dealing with a person who has mental illness, whether it's your classmate, your coworker, your spouse, your friends, a family member, you have to know the, the clear sign of mental illness. And it's, um, that's something we need to discuss um, more often. And it is detrimental to our society. It's breaking our society apart, mainly because we, we took a lot of drugs, whether it's prescription drugs or unprescribed drugs, illegal drugs. Uh, we, we are taking a whole bunch of drugs, and those drugs have side effects that mess with our mental health. So that being said, uh, mental illness is a very serious issue in our society, and we need to deal with it head, head, headstrong. So this is all I got to say about this topic. You can call in. Um, let me know your perspective about mental illness. What is the solution? Take care. Have a great day. Now, good afternoon, ladies and gents. This is John Rosenberg from John Podcast, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Today, our topic is going to be about your health. Your, um, your, wealth, your wealth is in your health. A lot of us, we have a tendency of not taking care of our bodies, uh, especially the so-called Negro American. Not all of them are like that, but most of us, we like that. We don't take care of our bodies. In general, people in general, until they get sick, that's why they start taking care of their body. But by then, it's already too late for them to take care of their body because the body, they destroy their body throughout their youth. Now, when they get older, their bodies cannot function the way they should be functioning because of the poor dieting and the poor choices they make throughout their lives. So, and that your health is the greatest gift God gave you, you know. Whether you agree or disagree, that's a fact. You know, that's the greatest gift you can get. I don't care anything in the world, come, don't even come close to your health. And a lot of us, we take our health for granted because we're so concerned about our careers, our relationship, whether it's work relationship, you know, husband and wife relationship, dating relationship. We're more concerned about those things, you know, sports, you know, religion. Those things occupy our time and then we have a tendency of forgetting about our health. And and when we do that, we kind of backfire on us as we get older. Because if you don't take care of your body, your body won't be able to take care of you. You understand what I'm saying? So your health, your wealth is in your health. So you must take care of your health no matter what happened to you. You must put your health as first priority. I don't care what's going on in your life. And we all have busy life. You know, my, I'm a father myself. I have children. And those of us, those of us who have children, y'all can testify to that. Sometimes you got, you don't have the time to hit the gym. Um, you have to make time, and not only you don't have to hit the gym all the time. You can do push up and sit up at your house. You can do jumping jacks if you choose to, or you can walk a couple miles from, you know, if you want to do that. Because working out is about discipline. 
So you must have a regimen. You have to watch what you eat. I'm not a vegan by any means. So if you if you're wondering, <laughs> is he a vegan? No, I'm not a vegan. But um, I do watch what I eat. I do drink a lot of water. And I tell people, if you don't have a two or three bowel movement per day, you you sick. You're a sick person. You need to go to the doctor. So if you don't have two or three bowel movement per day, listen to what I'm saying. If you don't have at least three bowel movement per day, if you have two, it's okay. One, you borderline. But you need to have at least two or three bowel movement per day for you to be a healthy human being. And you have to drink lots of water and eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. You have to stay away from, you know, the grease, the fried food, all that. And because a lot of our food have GMOs in them. So consequently, it kind of backfire in our health because the GMOs is not conducive to our health. So a lot of food is full of, you know, sugar, full of salt, full of a lot of stuff in it. So if you look at the people in the 60s and in the 50s, they were more healthy than the people that's living right now because the, fil- the food was more wholesome now. Because if you look at the cow, they fit Cows supposed to eat grass. Let's be real about that. They're not supposed to eat corn. The reason why those farmers feed them corn because the is the high in demand from those from those company like McDonald's. They want them to get them fat so they can slaughter them. So consequently, that those hormones go into our bloodstream and damage our bodies because you're not supposed to feed a cow corn. And naturally, the cow should eat grass. So is a goat. So is a sheep. But when you feed them corn. You destroy the, the, the chemical inside the body. And consequently, it, it, just, it also destroys us as human beings by consuming those kind of meat. So you, that's why you have to be very, very mindful what you eat. Me, per- personally, I don't eat out. People say, why you don't eat out? I say, people are nasty. So I like to cook my own food. But um, if you do eat out, hey, you have to be careful what you eat. Uh, people are very nasty um, when it comes to cooking food. They don't prepare the food anyway. They don't wash their hands. And your hands, when you're dealing with food in general, you have to constantly washing your hands. So I've witnessed uh, people, I used to be a cook myself, so I've witnessed people go to the kitchen, they don't wash their hands. So that's why I don't eat out a lot of time. I, eat, I mostly eat, I cook my own food. So your wealth is in your health. Those are, that's our topic today. So you feel free to talk about this segment, uh, this is my second segment for the day. The first one is uh, how MLK dream become a nightmare for the Negro American. And this one is your, your wealth is in your health. So call in, let me, let me know about your perspective. Take care, have a great day. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg live from Jacksonville, Florida. Today is the 27th of February, 2018. This is a Monday morning, great weather, beautiful sunny sky. Now today our topic is going to be about America being a drug out society. Now whether you're taking prescription drug or illegal drugs, you notice that this this country in particular, we are so drugged out, um, it's ridiculous. Um, and that's something we need to discuss. On uh, Most of us, we kind of look over it, but we're not, we're not seeing the, the side effect of being drugged out. It affects our family first and foremost. It affects our children, our co-workers, um, our friends. It affects a whole bunch of people on a daily basis. So this is a, this is a very uh, serious issue. Um, drug is a very serious issue in this society. 
now the past few weeks we've been hearing a lot of mass shooting some people said um, the guy was on drugs some people say he was uh, was mentally unstable well I don't know all the facts I can't really speak on his, his upbringing because I don't know him I don't know his family nobody knows his family nobody actually his, his family I have not come out made any statement about his upbringing how he was raised what happened in his childhood so we don't know what happened in his childhood so all I can say is that we are living in a drug society now Pfizer and Merck those are the two biggest drug company I think they they made about 50 billion dollars annually or some of I say quarterly on drugs prescribed drugs that they prescribe to patients throughout this country and throughout the world you know, Pfizer is a, is a 500 uh, company and uh, Merck is another 500 um, um, company so those companies are multi-billion companies um, pharmaceutical companies um, that are based in America now if you work in a hospital like myself I used to work in a hospital years ago I worked um, about a couple years then I work at the nursing home and those drugs they have a lot of side effects those of us who are in the health field can testify to that and they have a lot of side effects and that's why when you take them they say you're not supposed to drive you're not supposed to do anything you need to stay home and relax and some people do listen and other people don't listen and those people that don't listen it become a hazard because now you you put yourself in danger then you put other people in danger you put other people life in danger so america have a, a big drug issue and they have a gun issue i don't think it's a gun issue i think it's a mental issue and a drug issue that's what we really have not a gun problem because gun don't kill people let's be clear it's people that kill people because if you put a gun on the desk he's not going to kill nobody it's a person that's stupid that's going to grab that gun and shoot somebody so in, in, in retrospect it's not the gun that's the issue it's the people that's the issue we have a, a drug problem in this country and we have a mental issue in this country and those two are the epitome of what's going on right now it, it causes is, is, is a recipe for disaster you have on one hand people have their drugged out on the other hand the person is not mentally stable so that's a recipe for disaster that's why we have all this shooting going on and the shooting too, if you're cons conspiracy theorists like myself, you know that those shootings are not done by a lone wolf. Those are well-organized shootings. You know, nobody wake up that, you know, they're going to shoot the place. Um, they don't, your mind doesn't worry like that. You might shoot one or two people, I get it, but you're not going to wake up and shoot 15, 17 people cold-blooded with a, a military-grade weapon. And where did he get that military-grade weapon? You can't even buy those guns in a gun shop let alone to just walk into a gun shop and buy a gun like that. Especially at your age, 18 years old, they're not going to sell you a gun like that. If they do, I think the gun shop should take responsibility for that. But America is a, is a drug society. We are drugged out. And, and this is something that we need to talk about when it comes to our health and also our, our mental health, first and foremost. And um, that's what I got to say about that. Uh, if you have any commentary, um, any opinion about this topic, you can call it. Take care. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Today is Tuesday, February the 27th, 2018.
is a cool day and um, it's a sunny day here in Jacksonville. And our topic is going to be about Spain, the relationship with Spain and Haiti and Santo Domingo. What are the relationship? Uh, does uh, my question is to you guys: Does Spain or Haiti reparation? Those of us who study history will will say yes. Uh, if you if you're not being biased, you're being truthful, you're transparent, you will say yes, yes. They do owe Haiti reparation. Now, in 1492, a lot of us kind of overlook that date, 1492 and 1804, when we're talking about Haiti. Now, those two dates are very significant, not only to Haiti but to the whole Americas. Uh, if you if you study history. Now, in 1492, Christopher Columbus came with the Moors out of Spain because at that time the Moors ruled Spain and Portugal and Italy, um, England, Germany. They ruled those places for thousands of years. Let's keep that in perspective. Now, there was the decree that was put out by the Vatican and the Queen of Spain. Uh, at that time, they were looking for spices. Um, he, he was sent out to go to India. And when he thought he was in India, he landed. Uh, they got lost. He landed in um, the island of Española, aka Haiti, aka Santo Domingo. That's where he landed in 1492. He had three ships. He brought three ships with him. Then at that time, the people was very welcome. The king and queens of Haiti, they welcomed him. The, there was um, the Tainos and the the Aqua people. Aqua, uh, uh, I think it's Aqua people they welcome him into the island so um he wrote to the queen of spain that with 50 men he can decimate the island now in that particular time the island had a population of 30 million i just found out recently i thought it was 10 million they said no it's 30 million people in the island so 30 million people so that'll be an equivalent of 300 million people well if you look at each hundred years i'm, I'm going by birth rate if they were producing people, the island would have at least roughly 200 to 300 million people. But well, I'll say 200 million people. That's how much people they kill, they slaughter. When they, when they, but then he put in the conquistadors, where they were thugs. They were thugs. They were missionary. Um, you know, they were agent. They came, you know, to uh, to the to the to the island and, and decimate the whole island. They stole all the gold. They stole a lot of resources, they stole the land, and they give people diseases, um, smallpox, you know, they give us blanket of smallpox because our immune system was not used to those diseases because we was a, because we, you know, we didn't never deal with those diseases. So we were, it, it decimated the whole population. Now, moving forward, they occupied Haiti from 1492 to 1791. Um, Spain was still there. Um, Occupying, the, they was on the other side of the island, but they were still in the island nonetheless. So that was, that was almost 300 years of occupation. So during those 300 years, they stole a lot of wealth out of Haiti, mainly gold, coffee, copper, um, sugar, a lot of stuff they stole out of Haiti. They brought, they was bringing to Spain. That's how Spain become a, a world power. Let's be real on that. That's how Spain become a world power because all the gold that they stole out of Haiti. And not only Haiti, but throughout the Americas, where there's Mexico and South Florida, Florida, uh, you know, all those Colombia, Venezuela, they stole a lot of gold. And that's how, that's how Spain became a, super, a world superpower at, at that time. 
So now, fast forward to 2018, a lot of people are not talking about the Western media, not talking about those politicians, not talking about it because it's a very touchy subject. They're also about friends or reparation, which is true. Their yeah, friends do or hate reparation. But on the flip side, Spain also owe Haiti reparation. If you study history, you'll know that Spain was the first person that came, they were the first people that came to Haiti. So Spain, in retrospect, owe Haiti reparation. And that's something that we need to talk about and discuss. But you're welcome to call in and comment on this particular topic. Have a great day.